Welcome to the Real College Talk podcast. My name is Morgan Heath Powers. I'm so excited to be here with one of my closest friends, Trevor Pearl. Trevor, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, living it up in uh, sunny San Diego County right now, so I can't really complain. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Real College Talk, we hope it to be, you know, a destination for true stories and real advice so that people can really make their own decisions after graduation from high school. Um, and so I'm so happy to have Trevor on. Um, Trevor and I met through DECA like like three years ago now? Something like that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. And I and I watched Trevor go through the college application process and he helped me with mine immensely. Um, and so I'm really excited to learn about your perspective there. But also what it's been like um, through your first year in college. So can you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're at, what you're up to right now? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned before, my name is Trevor, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. And right now I go to Vanderbilt University. I'm gonna be a sophomore next year. Um, yeah, any more introductory details than that? I'm sure we'll get into the nitty gritty of things. That's about all there is to know about me so far. <laughs> Well, Trevor is up to lots of amazing things, and we'll get to that. Um, but Trevor, did you did you always want to go to Vandy? What kind of what was the road like to to going to Vanderbilt? So when I was much younger, like college was always something that was sort of big in my family. Like I knew that that's what I was going to do, and like that's what my parents wanted for me, and what I wanted for myself from a pretty young age. Um, I always wanted to go to Stanford. Um, and then when I hit about seventh grade, I realized that that probably wasn't going to happen. Why do you say that? But, no, it was just like, you know, the difficulty, like that's actually when I started realizing, oh, you don't just wish you get into one of these places and then it magically happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, and on top of that, I started figuring out more and more about what I wanted to do and figured it, you know, maybe just wouldn't be the right place for me. And then, you know, my freshman, no, my sophomore year went to ICDC in Nashville um, went with my dad and toured Vandy and loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I told him, I was like, this is where I want to go to school. Love this city. This is where I want to be. And, you know, I feel blessed that it worked out the way it did. That's where I get to go to school right now. So that's pretty much how that happened. But it's, it's a dream come true. It really is. I am so glad to hear that. I, I've seen you through this first year and, and that's been super cool to watch. Um, what was, what was kind of your approach to the college app? process um was it all planned out was it perfect and stress-free was it the complete opposite like what can you what was your approach to it yeah okay so this one's for all my people out there that have started their applications late and are now freaking out about it because i don't think i started mine until october um and this is with college applications in december and you know, I think I, I really should have started over the summer and started doing my research. And, you know, I think a big part of it was that I was just intimidated. I was intimidated by, you know, the process. I was worried about the prospect of getting rejected. You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty competitive person, but, you know, seeing everybody in my school who I was friends with, like comparing the schools they were applying to and what their grades were and how strong their application was, it was kind of a scary thing to be a part of. Um, and I think that's why I put it off as long as I did. Um, so it was by no means a stress-free journey at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every day from October to December, 
from then I had to make up by spending five or six hours a day just working on my applications after school. Um, so if you remember anything from this episode, it's start your applications early, even if they're terrifying. Um, because, you know, I didn't have as much time as I wanted. And I think that seriously hurt my applications to some schools in a lot of ways. You know, of course, like, I think I'm pretty lucky that it ended up working out how I wanted it to. Um, it could have very easily not been like that. But really, you know, I, I applied to nine schools, I think. Um, yeah, so basically, um, I applied to nine schools and I thought I wanted to apply to a lot more. And then, you know, I had a college counselor and my parents sort of told me, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you can only go to one place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I worked really hard, did a lot of research on trying to find places that I didn't want to apply to because of the prestige or because that's where all my friends were applying or that's where I thought I should apply. You know, I applied to places that I really, really wanted to go, um, you know, on like a fundamental level. And yeah. so, you know, even though I only applied to nine schools, they were nine schools I felt really, really good about. Um, yeah. Some in the middle, some fallbacks, some reach school. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a lot of work and it was tough and it was stressful, but you got to keep your head down and focus on the big picture. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, college is like, great thing and it's been so much fun and it seems scary and intimidating when you're in high school and the applications are just the start of it but it's a big start you know it's a big start so start your applications early find places you love put a ton of effort into those and everything will work out just fine yeah well I saw you put so much hard work into it and that was one of the biggest takeaways that I had when I was going through the process especially after talking to you it was like don't apply to schools that you don't see yourself going to. And so often, you know, you mentioned how everyone was um, comparing which schools they're applying to, even like down to like what their grades were. Um, and I don't really know if that comparison is going to stop anytime soon. Um, do you have any words of wisdom to, to help students as they, as they try and rise above that? Um, is there anything you wish you would have done differently in terms of comparing yourself to other people? Or do you feel like you pretty much stuck to your guns through the whole thing? So I'll take it from the top. We'll okay. from the top. So basically the first thing I can tell you with complete confidence is that 95% of the time, the people who are bragging or talking or trying to quiz you about what your grades are or where you're applying are just as terrified as you are <laughs> and are trying to give themselves some semblance of confidence and are most likely lying about everything they tell you. That's not me ripping on other people. It's a totally natural human reaction. But the lesson from that is, is like, you really just got to stick to your guns. Like at the end of the day, none of those people are going to have any impact on where you go to school. Like they can talk as much as you want. They can tell you you're applying to the wrong places. But at the end of the day, unless they're the ones who are admitting you or paying your tuition, they don't really matter. That's the, that's the big, <laughs> that's the big whole shtick from that. So yeah, like I said, you just got to know yourself well enough to know that you're going to handle it, know that yeah. you're going to follow through and have confidence in your decisions because, you know, at the end of the day, you're making a decision for yourself that's going to impact your whole life. And not a single part of that decision should be based on anybody's opinion but your own. Like, that's just, that's just it. That's just how it is. So... That's about all I have to say about people putting their rejection letters up in my counselor's office. Their rejection letters? 
<laughs> I mean their admittance letters, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, because like that's what we most commonly see are people like sharing their acceptance letters. Okay, I have zero footnotes to that. That was awesome. That was great. Really nice. Um okay, let's transition into life at Vanderbilt. Like, okay, first of all, was your choice to go to Vandy an easy one to make? Like I remember you were you were visiting some schools during like at once you had gotten submitted or admitted to a bunch of them. Um were you able to narrow it down to a couple? Um, what was kind of the final push to go to Vandy? Okay, so the big thing for me and what it ultimately came down to was money. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure, you know, everybody who's applying to colleges is thinking at least some form about whether or not they're going to get scholarship or financial aid or you know, how on earth they're gonna pay for it, because it's, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, and my decision was going to be based primarily on that. Um, I was not gonna go to Vanderbilt. Um, I was gonna go to the lovely Southern Methodist University uh, in Dallas, Texas, where Miss Morgan Heath Powers is gonna be a summa cum laude in five years, or cum laude in five years. <laughs> Um, and you know, they gave me a nice scholarship and everything. I went and I visited, it was gorgeous, amazing school, fantastic. I loved every part of it. Um, and I talked it over with my parents and we had all but decided that's where I was going to go to school. Um, and the day before I was ready to accept my admission and pay my down payment and commit to going to SMU, I got a email from Vanderbilt telling me that I had been reconsidered for a financial aid award and was now going to be going from getting zero dollars to a healthy amount of money to go there. And, you know, as soon as I got that email, I showed it to my parents and probably within 12 hours, we had decided that it was going to work out and it was going to be okay. You know, I still had to take out some loans to go there, but, you know, it's what, like $76,000 with no scholarship to go there. And so, you know, staring down the barrel of 200 plus thousand dollars of student debt is hard. And that's a hard decision to have to make, which is why, you know, I wasn't going to go there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I said, it was really a, a blessing. Somebody out there is looking out for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, it allowed me to make my dream come true, you know? So that was incredible. That was really lucky. I got really off topic talking about my uh, my <laughs> my gift from above. What was the second part of that question? Oh, the decision, the process, the whole thing that went in the decision process, right? I think you, I think you answered it. I mean, Vandy kind of set the bar for you when you visited, right? Yeah, and every school I went to, I would compare it to. Yeah. It just. Yeah. That's just how it happened. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was the school I could not get out of my mind. Wow. It's funny because, like, I felt the same way because I was at that same ICDC yeah. and I had toured Vandy, totally fell in love with it. And it was like, I couldn't help but compare every single school to it. And SMU came really, really close. Um, and for me, I just ended up not getting those scholarships from Vandy, but I totally see how, like, when that comes through last minute, it's like a no brainer. Um, so many, so often people worry that it's not going to work out that like they put in all the hard work and they're still not going to end up where they meant to be. But like, 
you showed up, you rose to the occasion and it, and it worked out. And there's a lot to be said for that. Um, so anybody who's out there worrying or like just starting the college app process, know that like really anything can happen. If you work hard, like you deserve it and you're going to end up where, where you're meant to be. I'm sure that if you went to SMU, you'd be just as happy as well. But I know Van I was, I was perfectly happy to go there. Like yeah, I was, yeah. I was super stoked. Um, yeah. I was just more stoked that I would get yes. to go to Vandy. Yes. Um, but you know, sort of like, you've heard me say this a lot. Um, I'm a big believer in that things are work themselves out and whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, to everybody out there who's applying to college and worried that you might get stopped short because, you know, your score was one point too low or, mm. you know, you needed five grand more in financial aid. The, the real, the real deal is it probably wasn't the place you were meant to be. Yeah. And you're going to be able to go somewhere. Every, every setback is just an opportunity to try to find a new path, you know? And sometimes the best things come from taking a deeper look at something that you'd written off before. So definitely. Yeah. Keep your head up at all times. It's a crazy unpredictable process. Um, I got into Vanderbilt. I got into Cornell. I got rejected from Tulane. Uh, they didn't even. They're lost. They're they, lost. they rejected me, and I applied early. Um, but it's it's crazy. You never know what's going to happen. So yeah. stay true to yourself, and it'll work itself out. And it okay. did. And it did. So let's talk about Andy. How was this first year? Was it everything that you expected it to be? What would like? What what has it been like? So. I think for the most part, it was everything that I expected to be, I expected it to be, but I think that was less about it being sort of my version of college and how I envisioned college would be. And more because, you know, what I learned is that college can be anything you want. Mm. Like, you know, and I, I don't think I understood that going into school, which is, you know, what I'll talk about in a minute why I got funneled into so many things that I think I would have been probably better off not doing. Mm. But really, it is a chance to start fresh, to reinvent yourself, to find whatever you want, to meet new people, to do crazy new things, to go to crazy new places. You literally have the freedom to do that. And there's nobody there is going to tell you you can't do this or you can't do that. And, you know, it can be kind of overwhelming. Yeah. But also... College was what I thought it was going to be because I made it like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice that I wish I would have known going into my freshman year is do something different no matter what. College is one of those rare chances in your life that I feel like where somebody hands you like a blank check or a clean slate and says, make what you want of it. And the number one thing that I'm going to say not to do is don't do the same thing you've been doing before. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I ran track, I ran cross country all through my high school. I was a, I was a hardcore athlete, like die hard for my sport. And I thought when I went to college that that was something that I wanted to do. So I joined the rowing team. Um, shout out to Nikhil for trying his luck at that. I'm going to give you some advice right now, buddy. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> Um, not because rowing's not great, but because it's like having a full-time job or a part-time job. You know, you go from 
five hours of class to three and a half hours of rowing at 4.30 in the morning and they put you on diet plans and you're traveling all over the country. And if that's what you want to do, that's great. I thought I needed it. I thought I needed it to be comfortable. I thought I needed it to stay sane. And the reality is if I had just looked a little bit harder, I would have find would have found a lot more things that would have been a lot better for me. Yeah. You know, by the end of the school year, I was tired. I was burnt out. I got pneumonia. I was sick for five weeks. My hair was falling out. And, you know, all of that was because I tried to do the same thing I'd always done and it just wasn't right. It just didn't work, you know? Um, And more than like the whole athletics, I had to learn a lot of other lessons along the way. You know, everybody in my school at least was like, oh, college is going to be so much easier than high school. We went to a magnet school, blah, 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 blah. It's not, not at all. Um, so I, and this is not a flex at all, the guy who never had to study for anything in his life in high school, um, got a D in calculus his first semester because he didn't know how to study, didn't know how to put the time in. And those are all lessons I had to learn. So it can be tough. It can definitely be tough. And, you know, all I can say is don't limit yourself based on what you think you know, or what you think you need to do, or what other people tell you you need to do it's a golden opportunity to find what you want to do and what's best for you. And don't ever be afraid to pursue that no matter what, no matter what. So that's, that's the big thing that I wish somebody had told me before I went into school. Um, Because I think it would have, it would have been a lot different, but at the end of the day, I can look back at this year and say, you know, like maybe it didn't go exactly how I wanted it to. And that's okay. Yeah. Nobody, nobody goes through their first year of college without hitting some sort of roadblock. Um, mine were fairly significant roadblocks, but I learned a lot about what I needed to learn. It was just a little bit later than most people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I get to have a fresh start. I get to refocus myself. Yeah. Work on, you know, everything I've learned over the last year and really go back to school and hit it hard next year um, and get into some new things. and. I'm not going to row anymore. I worked with some friends on starting a club near the end of the year that I want to get more involved in. I've met some great people who are doing some great things that I would love to do. So just go out there and try everything, pick a few things and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oftentimes it it seems like there's so much pressure when, like, like you said, like you wanted that college experience. And I know a lot of students experience it when they first go to school is like, there's, so many opportunities and so many things to do that it can be overwhelming where they either say yes to everything or they do all the things they always did before and and don't don't expect to change and and it's like how do you how do you find that balance between staying true to who you are but also being open to new opportunities through them um that first year of college is no joke um so so many things happening there um so I, I I would be surprised if we met anyone who went through their first year that that didn't have some major challenges. Um, but um, I really appreciate you you sharing that. Um, yeah. Um, so if there were okay, so if there's one thing you could do differently this year, can you share that? And then one thing you would do the same. 
Oh man, this is gonna sound like a joke. Uh, it's not a joke. Uh, I wouldn't have joined the rowing team. Oh my god. <laughs> um, no, like, <laughs> like, like in all seriousness, more than just being like an athlete, just I was a walking zombie for like a semester, um, and I think that really negatively impacted my health, my grades, my relationships, the things I got to get involved in. Like I really closed a lot of doors on myself by doing that. Um, a lot of doors that were probably a lot more important than rowing for a uh, non-varsity team. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's not really a joke. That's, that's exactly yeah. what I would change. I guess since that's probably a fairly unique issue that I'm banking that most people aren't gonna have to face, I would say that if there's one thing I could go back and change, it's a good question. Um, I am. It's a tough. I would have. I would have studied much more. Yeah. Like I was used to just skating through things, okay. just because I could. Yeah. Um, and I I realized quickly, but not quickly enough, that that just doesn't fly in college. It just yeah. doesn't. Um, and so if I could go back to myself on move-in day and backhand myself across the face and say, you need to study for that first calculus exam, mm -hmm. um, I would do it in a heartbeat because I think it, I think it would have made a big difference. Um, also, okay. stay, try to stay in contact with the people from home that you want to stay in contact with, yeah. but also don't be sad or discouraged if you don't. You know, I um, had a lot of friends in high school that, you know, I was hoping I was going to be friends with forever. Um, and it just didn't happen. You know, people grow, people change. And, you know, there's certainly a few that I wish I would have taken the time to reach out more and foster those relationships. But, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's life is changing. And yeah. Like I said, if you're meant to be friends with those people, you'll be friends and someone someday will have a dream about the other person and reach out and say, hey, I miss you, whatever. Um, but for the most part, like nurture those relationships that you care about because um, it can help ground you when things seem crazy, especially when you're you know, 2,000 miles away from your home like I was. But also don't be afraid to let those toxic ones go. Yeah. You know, sometimes... Like for me, things I did in high school, things I cared about in high school, I just didn't care about when I started college. And I had to realize that that's okay. Like that's totally fine. Um, also, whoever is out there listening, stay in contact with your mother. Tell her you love her and your dad because your parents are always gonna be rooting for you. And there will be times in college when you will feel like nobody is rooting for you and nobody is there for you. And nobody is going to care about you more than your parents, whoever, yeah. whoever that is in your life. Make sure that you let them know that. Keep in contact yeah. with them. Super good advice. Super good advice. Well, I am glad we've stayed in touch. Side note there. Yeah. Well. But, um, um, and one thing, one thing you do the same from this past year. One thing I do the same. Okay, so I haven't always been a people person. In high school, I started becoming a little bit more of a people person. 
be a people person in, in college. Not because like you need to make new friends, otherwise you'll feel lonely or because you really want to get into that club or join that fraternity or sorority and you need to know people in order to get in. But because there's so many crazy interesting people in this world that I frankly had no idea existed when I went to Tennessee and everybody I talked to, you know, I was the only person there from Nevada um, in my grade. So everybody there was from a different place, had a different background, had a different story. And there's so much experience you can gain just by talking to those people. Yeah. You know, and you figure out who you want to be friends with, who you don't want to be friends with, what you want to learn more about, places you want to see, cultures you want to get involved in, things you want to do. I mean, it, it's the most terrifying thing at first. And I can tell you that, like I said, I knew zero people going into school. Um, and at the end of the day, just talk to people. Yeah. I try to talk to as many people as I can. If I'm in the dining hall and I make accidental eye contact with somebody, it's a, hey, how are you? I'm Trevor, blah, 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 blah. I'm an organizational developer major. Please buy life insurance. Um, just meet as many people as you possibly can. Um, and that's something that I, I try to do today. I try to do in high school. Because um, you never know who you're going to meet. You know? You'll meet probably a lot of crappy people along the way but you're going to meet a lot of great people also. A lot of great people. So. And that's such good advice for life in general. I think a lot of the time going through school, like you get used to being around the same people all the time and people form their friend groups and their cliques and you kind of get used to this, like these tight knit groups and then this isolation. And, and I think yeah. we're kind of raised in a way almost not, not to be so, I mean, obviously there's extroverts and introverts, but like yeah. there's resistance to just meeting new people and just being open to that and being friendly. So um, yeah. I think that's great advice. I mean, I think um, over the course of this year, I was, in, I was in a part of like three different friend groups in the first two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, I was making friends and meeting new people right up until the last day of school when everybody left to go home. Yeah. Um, and you know, there was a period probably in the middle of the year when things started to get a little bit tough that I didn't do that as much um and I would definitely say that like keep doing that keep yeah. talking to people keep meeting people um build those bridges you never know when you'll need them mm -hmm. um just make it happen awesome awesome yeah. uh, okay can you tell us a little bit about what you're up to now what you're up to this summer um, and maybe what's next? What are you looking forward to in this next year? What, what, what are some of your goals and from lessons learned and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I am interning, working. I'm working um, with a company called Northwestern Mutual. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're a Fortune 100 company. They mostly specialize in selling various kinds of insurances, mostly life insurance. Um, but also do sort of full comprehensive financial advising. So that's my job is I meet with people, I interview them, I crunch the numbers, I put together the plans and, you know, try to create comprehensive long-term financial plans for people. Um, and for somebody like me who still doesn't really know what he wants to do, yeah. this was like the perfect job because, you know, this goes right back to what I just said. My entire job is meeting as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. And I've met a ton of great people who work in 
a ton of different industries. I've met people who do, I want to do business for those of you who haven't gathered that already. That's what I want to do. I'm an economics major. Um, but basically, you know, I've met people who do like equity financing and loaning. I've met people who do real estate. I've met people who do, who are in finances and stocks and bonds. I've met entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of great people. And what I figured out is I wouldn't want to do 75% of those jobs. Yeah. Um, after listening to them and, you know, there's also been a few people I've met with who'd be like, wow, I think it would be really cool to do that. Yeah. And you know, now I have a connection there and it's just another bridge you can build, but you know, you never know when you might need it, but that's what I'm doing this summer um, with a lot of great kids, a lot of smart kids. So that's, that's fun. Um, I just wish they would pay me sooner than they paid me, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's water under the bridge. Um, in addition to that, Onto your, onto your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you don't know how many times my gas tank has gone down to like two miles before I, <laughs> before I uh, barely make it on fumes to fill it up. It's a fun time. It's a good time all around. Um, <laughs> uh, in addition to that, I do sort of the business management side of a clothing brand that my brother and I founded. Um, He's a big fashion guy. He, it's always what he's wanted to do. And, you know, I actually met a guy through work who was big into fashion and introduced my brother to him. And, you know, he ended up giving my brother a lot of tips on starting this company. So, you know, by the way, go, go check us out. 588 clothing on Instagram. Um, yes. Website's not up and running yet, but it's, uh, you know, he cares a lot about it and we're always happy to have people look at it and give us your feedback. So that was the plug that I was required by my brother to fit into this episode. I will add it in the show notes. I've already pre-ordered my t-shirt, so hog on it. Sorry, yeah, I forgot that you're the best. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's a lot of fun too, because that's not really an industry that I yeah. had ever considered being a part of or yeah. doing any research in. And, you know, I get to try my hand at, building a business from the ground up and it's tough but it's it's fun like i enjoy it yeah. um on the side i don't know like i said i have no money so i also blow leaves for people and help real estate agents set up open houses so it's a bit of a busy summer um on my end but all good things all good yeah. things um yeah. and then i'm taking like a just like some calculus course just so I can retake that class and hopefully not get a D yes. this time <laughs> um, <laughs> because your boy's not going to Vanderbilt anymore if that happens but uh, that's besides the point so yeah it's a busy summer but you know yeah. basically I just want to make sure I came home and really worked hard at making those lessons that I learned at school habits so when I can go back next year I'm in the best position I possibly can to be successful. So, you know, I actually, actually, right over here. Uh, what? Hold on. There we go. This is totally going in the business. <sighs> Sorry about that. Is that your agenda? Yep. So like I've started oh keeping it. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. And most people tell me, you know, I've been telling me my whole life, 
put stuff in your phone, put stuff in your phone, make reminders. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, well, now I'm not even that cool. I just do it in a little book. And now I literally like cannot go anywhere without my planner. Like my planner is my lifeblood. Um, and if I don't have my planner, I feel like somebody's taken off like a limb or something. Um, but you know, I thought it was tedious at first and every time I had to do something, I had to tell myself, okay, Trevor, write it in your planner, like, write it in your planner, write it in your planner. Um, and now it's, now it's a habit. Now everything I do, everything I think is remotely important, you know, I've got like, where is it? got like pages of notes in here. I've got all my addresses in here. I mean, this thing is literally like the best thing uh, in my briefcase. So keeping a planner, um, whether it was like. Okay, hold on, you have to stop. Cause I remember like months back in Nashville, you like randomly pulled a planner out of your backpack. You were like, look, I have a planner now. And I was impressed then, but see your planner now. Yeah, for everybody who doesn't know me as well or as far back as Morgan does, um, I am literally the last person that you would have ever like expected to carry a planner. So the fact that I carry a planner on me at all times is uh, that's a that's a big deal. So seriously, so huge though because so many people would like experience challenges their first year in college or whatever and just like curl over and like, like not do anything about it. Oh, uh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I did plenty of that this year. Um, the important part is that you get up though. Yeah, and, seriously. You know, I had a good network of people to help me out. And you know, at the end of the day, my dad flew down to Nashville and took me home. Yeah. Um, but it gets tough. Yeah. But definitely like it's, it's only failure if you don't learn from it. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> hell, I even have notes pages in my book of things I need to make habits. And the number one line in there is keep this planner. So <laughs> it's a process, but that's, that's really what I want to get out of this summer is sort of cement those good habits that I had and like work on my study habits and work on staying organized and work on my communication skills, you know, just things like that. Um, and really make sure that when I get back next year, I'm ready for whatever comes my way. Yeah. You know, it's, next year is really going to be like a whole new thing. It's yeah. Completely new experience. Like, um, so awesome. gotta be ready for that. Yeah. You talked about a blank slate, like first year, but like, it sounds like second year is a blank, like a fresh start too. So yeah. Yeah. Fresh yeah. start at least. So, um, so. well, super cool. Um, last couple of questions before we wrap up. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to someone getting ready to apply to college right now, anything on your mind that you would tell them, anything you wish you would have known? About the application process specifically? Um, just, yeah, getting ready to dive into the application process. Obviously it's only the beginning, but just thinking about the stresses that we all go through in that process. Is there anything that you would, any words of wisdom, having gone through the application process in your first year that you pass along to them yeah so I think um you know tell me if this is cheating and if I can't do this but there's two two things that I would say 
the first thing I would say is do your research. Mm. Have the list of all the schools that you want to apply to down before you even start. Because if you don't do that, it can be really easy to get caught up in what you're doing where and get confused about which applications for what and what you need to write about for this and why am I even doing this? So get your, get your planner out, get your Word document out. I personally made an Excel spreadsheet. Put down all the schools you want to apply to and then list 10 reasons why you want to go there. And if you can't list 10 reasons why you want to go there, don't apply there. You know, make sure you're focused, make sure it's clear cut because it'll make it so much easier to have a game plan. Like I didn't have, I, by the way, I made this Excel spreadsheet like two months into my application process when I was, you know, having a panic attack in the shower. Like do it first, do your research, have a roadmap because you, your brain will thank you for it. The second thing is be prepared for a grind. Like be prepared for a grind. Um, it's not easy. Uh, I knew that as soon as I wrote my first, I wrote my first draft of my common app essay, um, thought it was great. Sent it to my college counselor. He was like, cool, I'll proofread this. Um, and everything that you need to change is in red. And he sent me it back and every word in the essay was red. <laughs> and he was like, start again. Um, and I think I probably wrote, I wrote probably 13 or 14 different common app or 13 or 14 drafts of my common app essay about four different topics. Mm -hmm. um, and I only stopped because I ran out of time. Mm -hmm. I, I would have easily gotten to 20, um, would have picked a different topic if I just had more time. Um, there's 13 drafts of my Vanderbilt supplement out there. There's 11 drafts of my Cornell one. Um, it's just a grind. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, and so don't get discouraged. You know, I thought I was a pretty good writer. I still think I'm a pretty good writer. That's, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. You know, um, when it actually comes time to put pen to paper, like you just gotta, it, it takes work because at the end of the day, it's not about being a good writer. It's about producing something that has your voice that when somebody reads it, thinks this is Morgan, this is Trevor on a piece of paper. You know, all my essays sounded impersonal. They sounded professional. They didn't sound like a, like a human was writing them. It sounded like an academic paper. You don't want to do that. You want whoever's reading your essay to know what you're about, what yeah. you stand for, and who you are. Because yeah. at the end of the day, they're not letting robots into their universities. They're letting people in there, True. you know? They want to see how you've grown. They want to see how you've changed. They want to see your high points. They want to see your low points. They want to see good things you've done, bad things you've done, and most importantly, how you've changed because of them. Yeah. You know? So nobody ever gets it on their first try. I remember somebody sauntered into my classroom one time and told me that, you know, their counselor had told them on their first draft of their essay for their, you know, application to harvard or wherever it was that it was the best essay they've ever read um and it got rejected so <laughs> nothing's ever clear cut nothing's ever set you just gotta just work at it yep and eventually you know blood sweat and tears 
my uh, my counselor used to tell me, you know, put your sweatshirt on, get some hot chocolate, and burn the midnight oil. You know, I would go to parties and write my essays. Like whenever I thought of something, it was just, you know, I'd send it to him and he'd say, this is crap, start over. So it's a process, but just be you and just work it out. And also don't be ashamed to ask people for help. Yeah. You know, not just your counselors or your parents or your teachers, but ask your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's going through the same process with you. Everybody's probably heard something different or experienced something different or knows this or knows that. And, you know, take what people say with a grain of salt. But, you know, find a support group, find a good network, keep your head down. It's a grind. You know that. Um, you grinded for much longer than I did. Um, but, you know, that's that's what it takes. So it is what it takes, but obviously it worked out. And um, thank you so much for coming on. You gave so oh, much advice and and shared so much that I think will really be valuable for people. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave with our audience before before we wrap up? I think you covered a lot. Yeah. Um... I guess there's just a few like little nuggets of knowledge that never really fit in anywhere that I could just throw out for the world to listen to. Um, When it comes to college applications, there's three things that you should never, ever, ever write about. Oh, yes. I don't care. You ready? It's three Ds. Dating, divorce, death. Do not... Nobody, nobody cares. I'm sure if you were thinking about writing about one of those three things, I'm sure your story is great. I'm sure it was very formative. Don't do it. <laughs> really. Like, not because I think it's bad or because I think those topics aren't important. It's just multiple people have told me that that's what everybody writes about, you know? So try to find something a little bit more, you know, and I'm sorry if your parents' divorce was the most formative experience of your life but find something that's really meaningful to you that you really feel passionate about because it'll show, mm-hmm. you know, it'll show. And even if, you know, I, there was a, one of my friends at school, he wrote his, his parents went through some stuff and like that was the thrust of his essay, but his essay was really about getting to know his brother who was older than him and he had never known before and stuff he learned from his brother. And it was a fantastic essay. Yeah. So, you know, that's one thing. Um, the second thing. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Don't make, don't have preconceived notions about people going into school. Um, I would tell people when I got into Vandy and when I committed to going there all the time, everybody was like, oh, you're going to the South. Like, it's going to be rednecks and hicks and stuck up rich kids and how could you go to a place like that? Don't make assumptions about people. Yeah. Like no matter what, that's a personal pet peeve of mine is I meet people all the time who write entire groups off because they've got, you know, notions about them or who they might be and what they are. And, you know, reserve your judgments for people until you meet them. You know, if they're awful, then you can hate them. I'm all for it. Give me a call and we'll go rough them up together. But, you know, at the end of the day, just keep an open mind. You know, you don't know anything about anybody's life until you talk to them. You don't know about where they came from, about things they've experienced. And so the best thing you can do is keep an open mind with people. 
because some of them might surprise you. I've met some incredible people in the South. Um, I've met some not incredible people, but all, of all of those people, zero of them were because they were from like that part of the country, you know? Yeah. So yeah, don't make any preconceived notions about people. Um, third thing, your thoughts and opinions are a luxury. Don't give them out freely. Um, and I mean that as a piece of advice and as a bit of a cautionary tale. Um, when you put a lot of big brains together, like college, people tend to think that whoever's voice is the loudest is the one that's correct. Don't be tempted to be that person. The smartest, most intelligent, and most grounded people I've ever met don't say much at all. But when they do, it just makes it that much more impactful. Because there's always going to be people out there who want to hear what you have to say, don't want to hear what you have to say, want to praise you, want to attack you, want to make assumptions, want to do this, want to do that. And at the end of the day, give your opinions out when they're valuable, not when not when the mob is like clamoring for it, you know? So think through things before you say them. Um, consider all sides of an issue before deciding that you're gonna fight for that issue tooth and nail. I've definitely flip-flopped on a lot of my views being in school just because, you know, I've met people, like I said, who have different perspectives than me, who have experienced certain things that I haven't and allowed me to see something from a different view. Yeah. that I had never even considered before and, you know, really made an impact on me. So I think those are my three, like, Trevorisms. Uh, I wish they were shorter and catchier. And, but I think, I think they're important. Okay. I think they're important too. I'm glad you shared those. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, thank you so much, Trevor. Of course, of course. Thank cool. you for having me. I'm so excited to hear what people think of this episode. I know they're going to love it. Um, where can people connect with you if they want to follow up, if they want to ask you for rowing tips? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess the most common is you can go find me on Instagram uh, or yeah. Facebook at yeah. either Trevor Pearl or Trev Pearl. I'm okay. sure Morgan will throw it in the description there. Um, yeah. Hit me up at any time. Um, DM me, shoot me an email, uh, or ask for my email and then shoot me an email. Um, anytime. I'm more than happy to talk to people. Uh, I know this whole process can be scary and intimidating and I know you may have no idea who I am, but sometimes you need to talk to somebody who doesn't know you to get a really impartial opinion about something. Yeah. Um, I know I certainly did. So yeah, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Um, hit up the clothing, hit up the clothing brand. You can yes, do, it. do it. Uh, I'm not sure I'll proofread your essay if you DM me through the clothing website, but you know, I can always, I can always do my best. We'll be a fashion design company and essay proofreading service. Yes. Yes. There you um, go. or oh, cool. Morgan. Yeah. Awesome. Morgan's like the only person on my cell phone who can get through my do not disturb. So <laughs> which I keep it on most nights. So like just a message and say, hey, I'm trying to talk to this guy. Like, I will cool. put you in contact with him. No, Trevor is awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank Happy to do so it. Thank much. you for having me. Yeah. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. 
as always, keep it real. Bye. I'm just, I'm sorry. It sucks. Right, there you are. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. So are you going to like edit all this or is it just going to be a really awkward me trying to set up my camera for about five minutes? Because honestly, both would be fine. <laughs> no, I'll edit it. We can have a bloopers section. <laughs> the first ever real college talk episode to have bloopers. Yes. Okay. We surely should. Okay. Um, so I didn't hear any of your answer to that question. Okay. So I'll take it from the top. Ask me an embarrassing question. I'll just. <laughs> off limits. <laughs> yeah. Off limits question.